0: Headline: Hollywood entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood history. My name is Corey.
1: My name is Jeff. How are you doing today, Jeff? Doing fantastic, mostly because of what we're going to do on this show tonight.
0: It's exciting. We reached out to you guys via social media and the like and asked you to ask us what the burning questions in your hearts were. And we got lots of responses. And uh, today we're going to dig our hands deep into the mailbag and answer a lot of those questions for you today.
1: I've been wanting to do this since we started this show a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, Jeff Jeff has been very much about uh, fan interaction. I really could care less. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Hey, what a dick! <laughs> Such a dick! I kid, I kid. Please don't take that seriously. To all our
1: switchies out there, we don't. are sorry about Corey's <laughs> lack of interest in you. Why don't we jump right in?
0: All right. Th- there, was questions. Questions. there was a lot of questions. There a lot of questions that that uh, sort of overlap, and a lot of people asked kind of the same same questions. Uh but let's go with the uh, this is first one here. Uh you know many moons ago when we started this podcast we talked exclusively about the Oscars. Jeff.
1: Yes. And, I mean uh, uh, that was our that is the name of our show, Switch the Envelope.
0: Yes. Um <clears throat> the uh the questions that we got a lot were you know like what what are your favorite uh Oscar year, you know like what was your favorite um uh, like what's your favorite uh winner snub, all that kind of stuff. So I mean we, we can we can kind Let's of take them one r- time. rifle rifle through a few of these. Um, do do you have a favorite uh, year of the Oscars? Jeff? Um, as a fan?
1: Do I have a favorite year of the Oscars? I would say that you should take this one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I think we we would we could both agree. I think I, I can speak for you when I say that pretty much any Oscars hosted by Billy Crystal is probably yes. a favorite. Yes.
1: Yes. Go ahead, keep going.
0: Um, and if we want to speak about least favorite Oscars, probably the one hosted by Anne Hathaway and James Franco.
1: <laughs> yes. I agree. I agree.
0: Um, if we're talking about an Oscars that was not hosted by Billy Crystal that uh, I did enjoy, um, David Letterman's Oscars was was entertaining.
1: I thought that was um, a terrible Oscar, honestly.
0: Uh, the Una, Oprah. I, I loved how non-like... Like, David Letterman was so off that it, it made it fun for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, he – not off in, in his comedy. Like, he was so tonally off for the night <laughs> that yeah. it became hilarious to me. If, if you're just talking about Oscar snubs, I don't know if we well, – that's, nec- that's the next on this sort of, like, Oscars list. So, like, uh, what is the one movie you feel was the ultimate Oscar snub,
1: Jeff? Okay, ultimate Oscar snub, 1999. Ooh, <clears throat> for some fucking reason, the Academy gave their highest honor to Shakespeare in love mm-hmm. on the same damn year that Saving Private Ryan mm-hmm. was up for an Academy Award. Now, what the fuck?
0: Mm-hmm. Why
1: would you give that movie the Oscar and not Saving Private Ryan? Uh,
0: agreed. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll sort of piggyback on, like, you know, movie that is, you know, Considered a, one of the greatest movies ever made uh, as an Oscar snub as well. But I'll go back to the early days of the 14th Oscars, Jeff, as my my like, Wow, you're really snub. going back there. When, when you think Citizen of... Citizen Kane? I mean, it is Citizen Kane. Damn. Um, in 1942, <laughs> uh, How Green Was My Valley was given the award for best picture over Citizen Kane. And nobody knows How Green Was My Valley. Everybody knows Citizen Kane. And I You're think right. history history shows that that was uh, a real big misstep, you know, kind of kind of the the backbone of why our podcast started, right? Is like those atrocities needed to be corrected. <laughs> uh, we we get a we get this question a lot too. Uh, that's in relation to the origins of the podcast. Like, what does our name mean? Um, what is what is switch the envelope? Uh, that goes back to the Academy Awards, in which Moonlight. Uh, lost to La La Land, but then it turns out that they really won. And there's a moment in that Oscars where somebody actually walked out on stage and switched the envelope that was in the presenter's hands. was Warren was
1: Beatty was
0: holding the wrong envelope, and they came out and they physically switched the envelope with all of La La Land's production staff. <laughs>
1: up on the stage and the guy from la la land actually stepped out and said yeah we didn't win they actually gave a speech and then yeah. at the end of their speech they said yeah by the way we didn't win it's actually yeah. moonlight and they said we we're gonna bring joking. the moonlight, moonlight people up
0: this is not a joke yeah so that that's what inspired uh the name switch the envelope uh this was an interesting question um that's a little more more recent but it's still in the vein of oscars as we we sort of go through the list of, of oscar um questions let's hear the um, question what are our thoughts on adding a category for movies that come out of streaming services? Ooh, I think we are torn. I like torn. that question. We are torn, I think, on our perspectives here. We'll see. What What, what is your perspective?
1: Well, I just heard this question. I didn't know. So give me, give me a second to figure this one out. Corey, you go first.
0: Okay, so as far as streaming movies are concerned, um, if they still release them in the same way that other movies are released as well as releasing them on on streaming services as long as they meet the criteria i don't see a problem with having them be in the same category as best picture yeah but would Um, you
1: add another add add another category
0: that's that's an interesting because it's it's difficult because like do do we consider do we consider streaming because it's all on the smaller screens to then be made for tv movies or do we consider them movie movies? That's the real sort of like thing you, you gotta you gotta fully define. You know, if, if it's presented as a movie on a streaming service, does that count the same way as a movie? Well, how about um, a that's released in, in theaters as opposed to a movie that's made for a TV network, but that has all the same basics? You know, it's two hours long or you know hour and a about half or best whatever. Best
1: picture created for a streaming service or best picture created for a digital medium.
0: Yeah, see like you, then you look at at um it was like FX's uh OJ Simpson thing, right? That's that a miniseries. That was That was a miniseries, yes. That was um made for TV, but then they released it as a two-part theatrical release which but, made it eligible for um non-TV related awards. But it's still a miniseries. <laughs> it's still in two parts. I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying like, there's gray areas, even when you don't consider streaming. So like, uh, there, there's been documentaries too, where like, they start off but they're as, under a, as a documentary, you know, no, I know. But like, why, why should there be specialized rules for feature films? than there is documentary, you know, this also goes into an argument about like foreign language films.
1: I think you're thinking too much into this. I'm basically, <laughs> I think you should just think, should, uh, should you add a category of streaming films? There
0: is a category um, for
1: every single other thing. So I you would break w- things down by category so that they have a chance to win. That's why you do it.
0: I would rather add a category for stunt choreography uh, or coordination before I split off movies that are specifically made for streaming services. It's just an honor to be nominated, Corey. Sure. It's
1: just an honor to be nominated, man.
0: I'm not, you- I'm not against it. Uh, all right, here, here's an interesting one that that talks uh, about uh, some of the mini episodes that we do, Jeff. All right. Uh, the little switchies that we have.
1: I love the little switchies.
0: Um, this one uh, asks uh, Which is your favorite segment to record between the original Switch the Envelope shorts, Al's Useless Hollywood Facts, or Cinnovations, and why?
1: Hmm. Well, as the uh, main producer of these, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well that's true
0: you edit and you know.
1: No I'll say okay so uh, starting. I mean,
0: you you're the final storyteller on those Jeff.
1: <laughs> no sorry for here. I actually like re- I like actually um, I like recording als useless hollywood facts better. It's more of a fun story to tell. I like editing and producing the innovations because there's more f- more uh, music involved. It's it's more like producing a short TV show. So I actually like yeah. putting together this innovations more than the Al's Useless Hollywood. But I think Hal's Useless Hollywood Facts is more fun to record.
0: Uh there's there's more of a loose uh vibe with Al's Useless Hollywood Facts because um yeah, like it, it's it's not as uh laced up as far yeah, as sin- the, the like the information. Um, is
1: more challenging to do the voiceover voiceover work yeah i would
0: say that i i probably enjoy al's useless hollywood facts a little more too because i don't have to write them (laughs) a little peek behind the curtain um those are the jeff usually writes the al's useless hollywood facts i usually write the cinnovations and we kind of come together and then um sort of edit the final draft together for, for both of those um but yeah like the amount of research and deep diving that goes into a cinnovations to then try to pull it into a narrative and then like pepper in the sort of jokes and stuff uh, is, it makes me more uh, anxious when we're doing the cinnovations. Um, But I like them both equally for what they are in their final results, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Hey, Corey, I've got some questions from a couple of fans
0: on Facebook.
1: Okay. So, Next what do we question. got next, Jeff? <laughs> okay, what would be your dream cast and director?
0: For what kind of movie?
1: I actually really like this question.
0: Well So let's uh, let's give
1: ourselves a movie. Let's give ourselves a movie. Let's say um fucking action, because it's the easiest okay. to do a dreamcast. Hmm. Um let's say action and it's a uh um heist, an action heist movie.
0: Oh, so like an ensemble heist,
1: ensemble hmm. heist movie.
0: Okay. Who who would be great in a heist film? Well, George Clooney is great in heist films uh, by evidence of him being George Clooney. And, You're going Clooney?
1: Um, All right. Let's hear it. Let's get, I let's have, get four if guys. I'm do,
0: hold on. Uh, we'll, we could do ladies too. But, uh, but it, Clooney's
1: it, done like a bunch of heist films.
0: Yeah, which is why I would dreamcast him in, in a heist film. Also, but you already
1: have him in a heist film.
0: Also, Jeff.
1: And you have him I, in a dreamcast heist film. If
0: I'm dreamcasting anything. With Eddie Izzard. I'm, I'm, i'm casting my future husband george clooney in anything
1: okay so you got dreamcast
0: george clooney. eddie Izzard is fantastic he's also in some heist movies yeah um
1: one with george clooney
0: yeah that's true <laughs> so prob- probably two, you shouldn't cast two him with together. george clooney yeah hmm, okay what else who else who else could be in a heist film as a dream dream cast um okay while you're um, doing that
1: i'm gonna give you my dream cast there yeah, you go for a heist film okay first i'm going ryan reynolds
0: okay are, are we allowed to go bring... are we allowed to go like old hollywood too
1: uh sure why not
0: because fucking gonna... carrie grant all day <sighs> that
1: old school fuck i'm gonna say ryan reynolds because he always brings the funny i'm gonna say ryan reynolds and uh and matthew mcconaughey
0: ooh what about samuel jackson and
1: samuel jackson except fuck, for, for gotta put they, jackson. they were both in that movie they, they were, were both, uh, the, the, the fantastic
0: bodyguard. <laughs> they had great a, chemistry together jeff <laughs>
1: i know so so you got it so so uh samuel jackson uh matthew mcconaughey and ryan reynolds i'm gonna put those three in there um matthew I mean, mcconaughey you, is gonna be the bad guy matthew you, McConaughey you, is gonna, definitely gonna be the gonna be the bad guy they're gonna be climbing a mountain um then. where the cash has fallen out of a plane because by the way i'm making the new cliffhanger movie
0: oh i see <laughs> oh we're recasting <laughs> cliffhanger
1: we're recasting cliffhanger right now
0: hmm.
1: Hmm. um uh we wait, 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 so actually mcconaughey is
0: the bad guy
1: <laughs> yeah matthew mcconaughey is gonna be the john lithgow
0: okay and, and I've, so got, george, I've got george george reynolds Clooney?
1: i got ryan reynolds as the uh as the sly stallone character
0: oh you think he's sly yeah so i was going oh. Clooney is sly stone
1: and i got uh Sam Sam Jackson as the Travis character from that movie who's the I'm tired of these
0: motherfucking mountains.
1: <laughs> no, the guy he Travis character is the guy who's the, the Treasury Department agent that totally screws everybody over. That's Sam Jackson on that. No, one. but I'm
0: saying like he's not a mountain guy. You know, he's a suit and wingtips guy, federal agent. And that's why he's like, I'm tired of these motherfucking mountains and all this motherfucking snow. Honestly, not, that's literally what that guy talked
1: that's literally how that guy talks through the whole movie.
0: That's why I'm saying that's I where Samuel L. Jackson Dreamcast.
1: Goes. Dreamcast. Now we need a oh. really beautiful bang. Oh, I found it. And the girl to play in that movie is going to be that girl from Dave and something need wedding dates. Aubrey Plaza.
0: Oh, Aubrey Plaza. Oh, okay. Yes, I, I like Aubrey Plaza a lot. This she is my has, dreamcast. Directed has, uh... by,
1: directed by, um, can we use Anybody?
0: Past or present? And yeah, I, I would assume. Like this is John an Hughes. open-ended. <laughs> Fuck yeah, John Hughes. <laughs> it, so like it would be, it would be exciting, but also heartwarming. Yes. And the mount, the mountain would be in Chicago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the mythical mountains of Chicago. It'll be the Cliffhanger <laughs> Club. I would say, okay, hold on. John Hughes writes it.
1: Okay, John Hughes writes so it.
0: John Hughes writes it,
1: and then you, you get know. Chris Columbus to direct it.
0: Also heartwarming, but he's but he's good at broom magic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, fine. We get uh, we get. Uh, what's like? What's uh what's the guy that did Titanic?
0: No, we're not getting James Cameron to do this. James I veto, Cameron doesn't. As a yes. producer, I veto this. No, fine. We're not working with James Cameron. All right. Okay,
1: now I'm really psyched for a new cliffhanger yeah. movie.
0: Look, okay, we're we're the producers on this. Remember Hollywood. We set this okay, up. Okay, you know
1: what? Fuck it. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna hashtag and like at everybody for this episode. New cliffhanger starring Ryan Reynolds, Sam Jackson, fucking Matthew McConaughey, and Aubrey Plaza. That's our dream cast. There you go. Michael Mann and uh, and uh, Chris Columbus and uh,
0: who'd you John say? Hughes, John Hughes has to write it and we get either. Well, he's dead, yeah. so we can't.
1: Oh, you know. so
0: Chris Columbus could write it because he's as close to John Hughes as, as we got. Um Because he's you know he's from the you know wouldn't it be cool if we
1: got Chevy Chase to be the bad guy To play the (laughs) John Lithgow character it would be terrible (laughs) no he's done have you ever seen him in like the Law and Order where he plays like a psycho chum chum chum.
0: Uh, that was actually a really good Law and Order I I have not seen oh my chum chum
1: yeah (laughs) or the Law and of the Law and Orders where he plays like a psycho oh you know in Chuck he plays a pretty funny psycho
0: oh he does yeah that's true I mean John Lithgow plays a pretty good psycho though. Yeah. Do we even need to recast that? Because fucking John Lithgow is fantastic. Yeah, but think Maybe, about how, what it would ooh, be. Think ooh, of what, what it if would we be got with Matthew McConaughey. So if Matthew McConaughey doesn't work all out right, because of scheduling, right, right. what if we got Christian Bale? No, do a um like a, a Dick Cheney esque prosthetics to play John Lithgow. No, we want a new take in- on it. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, we could just make him... Look, wait, 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 I got like it. John Kurt Lithgow. Russell. Kurt Russell. Oh, Kurt Russell would be great. Yes. All right. We have options, Jeff. We have options. <laughs> we have options.
1: Next question from a Twitter fan. What is your favorite sci-fi or fantasy movie uh, slash and TV show? Corey, go ahead.
0: So, you know, you're talking about the re- remakes. Um, I think one of my favorite shows could not could use, but like I would love to see either a continuation, a revamp, or a reboot because I miss it so much, and that's Quantum Leap on the TV side. That would be awesome. I would love to see, honestly, Zachary Levi as the... That
1: would be great. I was just going to say, so who do you think should be...
0: I have it. I, so I have it. He's not Sam Beckett, though. What? Uh, this, no, this exists in the same world as the original Quantum Leap, but Sam Beckett keeps leaping. He know... would be
1: such a great Sam Beckett.
0: I know, but he, hear me out. There's an episode in like season four where Joseph Gordon-Levitt is, plays a little kid, right? And Sam Beckett jumps into a hairdresser and saves the, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and his mom from uh, being killed by the mob, right? There's a whole thing in the lore of Quantum Leap that young children can see Al. In that particular episode, Joseph Gordon-Levitt never acknowledges that there's Al and they never acknowledge that Al exists or that he can be seen by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? What if he did and he got all that information? Because in that episode as well, Sam connects with Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character uh, about the um, sci-fi TV show that Sam Beckett was inspired to become, you know, um, quantum physicist right yeah he actually leapt into that episode as the sidekick character um, at one point in, in the series as well yeah i remember it so there's a there's a real connection between sam and uh joseph gordon levitt's character right so what if joseph gordon levitt's character grows up and becomes part of the quantum leap um uh program because he saw Al and all the technology, and so he's primed to it, and, and he lands in there, and that's where Zachary Levi is. He is the grown-up version of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. Why in... don't you just have
1: Joseph Gordon-Levitt play the character, the grown-up version of Joseph? Le- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Because I don't character. think we could get
0: him on TV. He's too big. Really?
1: I don't yeah. feel like he's that big, and TV's you know, big now.
0: And I want to see Chuck again.
1: Oh, okay. Because <laughs> Quantum Leap could be maybe like the next Chuck, as long. Oh my God! You know what? Okay, never mind. Chick- Cliffhanger, by the way, Yvonne Straevsky.
0: Oh, that's good. That needs to be that's the good. girl. Maybe there's two. <laughs>
1: uh, no, I just want to see as much Yvonne Stravsky as I can.
0: That's true. Um, anyway, so this
1: new Quantum Leap... Because she's a Leap, great
0: actress, that's why. Only
1: because she's a great actress. Yeah. Uh, Aubrey Plaza, great actress also. Also, um, for what you need to do for Quantum Leap is also put Yvonne Stravsky opposite uh, Zachary Levi, and then we can have like a new Chuck.
0: So she can be his Al.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Think about or, it. Or, you know what you could do? Think about it. How about this? New Quantum Leap. Female female Sam Beckett. Sam Beckett. You do Sam Beckett just same way, because Sam can be going both ways. She's a Samantha sure. instead a Samuel. I'm, Samantha I'm down for Beckett, a gender
0: swap reboot as well.
1: Samantha Beckett. Mm-hmm. And then you have Al be be the the lead this time
0: so i've i've thought so about more that like
1: a, more like an Al centric show
0: i've thought about that as well and one of the casting choices i keep circling uh back around to is uh allison janney as al and uh kristen bell as samantha beckett but yeah that's that's what i would do um but that's not the question that was asked
1: <laughs> not <laughs> at know. all
0: Favorite sci fi TV show, Quantum Leap of all time. Uh, Favorite sci fi movie? I mean, Back to the Future. But if we're not counting Back to the Future, I would say I would probably go with the sci fi movie that cemented me as a sci fi fan, and that's Stargate.
1: You know, I would, uh, right now, I have so many sci fi TV shows that I watch that I don't even know if I can pick one. It's hard to pick. There's, there's, uh, Westworld is
0: great. You know, like, I
1: don't like Westworld. Westworld has gotten so lame. I liked the first season, it was great. Mm -hmm. But what I do like now is, um, the 100 fantastic. Mm -hmm. I've liked it since it started. Um, it's always been great. What else? I mean, there's a lot of other, there's a lot of other sci-fi shows that are lost in space. Lost Lost in space Space is great.
0: great. Oh man. That, that reboot. I I love. Okay. So like there's, there's this sort of subgenre of tv and movies that we've sort of lost touch base with and we you know we talk about john hughes directing our cliffhanger uh, or writing our cliffhanger um that brand the uh john hughes the um penny marshall gary marshall before he started doing like ensemble uh, holiday movies um there were these like movies that existed that could appeal to an entire family without feeling like a kids movie you know what I'm saying? I do. Uh, we've lost a bit of that subgenre in in the medium. I think, um you know, a movie that that is rated PG but doesn't feel like you're taking your kids to go see a movie. I don't for think. Them. Have
1: you seen the new Lost in Space? It's not really something you can watch with your kids.
0: It's 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 geared as a family show, and it is. That is way. I wouldn't watch it show. with. I wouldn't watch it with younger kids, but it's definitely. I mean, they're not cursing. There's no nudity. There's not. um a crazy there's, amount violence. Of blood and, there's violence but there's not like blood and guts it's not there's gratuitous. a scene,
1: there's a pretty pretty gnarly scene where it's intense the i'll give you that the robots chop up some people
0: well they they vaporize them
1: uh well sure. there's a scene when they come onto a to a ship and there's blood everywhere and stuff so if you have younger kids it's not like something you'd want them to see so
0: yeah but I, like i wouldn't i, I can't I wouldn't watch show my, my five-year-old kids. i wouldn't show my five-year-old my um the breakfast club either you know like Well, the breakfast club actually goes over kids heads it does you can actually show it
1: the you can show it to kids because there's nothing in it that they're gonna they're gonna see it's just kids sitting around a all right
0: like okay like you know i I wouldn't i wouldn't show my five year old a league of their own there's no reason to right but my 10 year old absolutely my 10 year old can enjoy you know lost in space without feeling like um i need to fast forward or pause or you know, alter the the viewing experience. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Yeah. Our our favorite sci-fi movie is the next one we watch. <laughs> yep. Exactly.
1: <laughs> well will ask this next question. And we'll kind of leave it at this one. So, um, someone from Twitter has asked us, "Who is your dream guest list for the show? What is a major goal you have for the pot?" Now, nah, I'm not gonna read it that bullshit. Um.
0: Well, we we can speak we can speak about guests and and uh, yeah so you know, go, who is goals your, for what the podcast can be. Yeah.
1: So, who is your dream guest to have on your podcast? So, who is like a guest we'd want to have?
0: Um, my number one dream guest would be Kevin Smith, probably.
1: Okay, my number one dream guest for this show. Let's see.
0: Hmm. Uh, ma- mainly because the episode would just do, you know go into he, autopilot. Be him, yeah, be and, him we would just have a cool hour of Kevin Smith talking to us.
1: You know, if you're talking about people at that level, (laughs) at that level of Kevin Smith, where he's not like superstar, but he's not like, you know, but he's not like our level. uh, I would say um, I would want Ralph Garman.
0: Yeah, Ralph Garman. We'll just get, we'll do a joint cast with uh, Hollywood Babylon
1: no I mean seriously like I would love to have because I I I do like Kevin Smith but if I was going to sit and talk to somebody I dude I would love to sit and talk with Ralph Garment for a while mm-hmm. but is that is that your dream guest like if you really could sit down really sit down and talk to anybody like a dream guest would yeah. it really be Kevin Smith or would it be like John Favreau
0: or like oh, oh so you're you're getting in, into into my my the rest of sort of my my dream list yeah John John Favreau absolutely um, would be one that, that I would love to just have a chat with. But honestly See, like, I don't think I would I was saying for the purposes of the podcast itself, like I, I wouldn't necessarily want to like dream guest a bunch of um like really famous stars. I'd I'd rather talk to people who are more in the sort of nuts and bolts of it as well, opposed to, to like it... like interviewing movie stars. As, as far as like my, my dream the... my dream list goes.
1: I'm trying to keep it in the frame of what our Twitter switcher switchy had sent us and they said what would your dream guest be for our show and i can see kevin smith for you especially because mm-hmm. i know you love kevin smith long time i, I like kevin smith a lot too um but-
0: and, well, mainly like, like I said, i'm coming from more of a like a podcast minded guest list uh kevin smith can talk and he can say you know he can spend an hour you know talking shop or he can talk about random stuff and it still feels interesting it would make a good episode i think john favreau as, as well has a wealth of sort of you know m- movie uh knowledge obviously because he's been making films but like he could he could sit down and have a really good conversation just about you know like well stuff.
1: gotta tell you if i was gonna have any if we had our dream guests on here my number one dream guest fucking Jeff Goldblum. <laughs>
0: mm. He'd be a good conversation too.
1: I would want to have a Jeff Goldblum motherfucker on here and just just let him fucking Jeff Goldblum all over this shit. Because yeah. That would just be fun.
0: Yeah, when when I when I think about guest lists, you know, I I'm not thinking about like who would I like to meet. You know, like who would I I'm not I, talking about who know? I'd like to meet. No, no, I'm no, talking no, about I, who I'd I, like I, to I, have I a conversation the, with. Exactly. That's that's exactly what what I'm saying. Like who I'd like um, to talk
1: to about some of the movies that I've seen of theirs and actually see, like, what the process was, what he did with that movie, how he got into that movie.
0: Yeah, you know, like, that, that's that's where we would come from for a, a dream guest list, I think. You know, both, both Jeff and I just want to have cool conversations with people.
1: Yeah, and um, my future goal is to get every one of you to get on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. And give us a fucking review all you gotta do one word review two word review just say great spectacular wonderful five stars sexy big dick that's all we want you to do something on there anything okay and just give us a review five stars you know just a a couple five stars and then (laughs) uh and then uh, that's what we want you to do
0: okay and then uh, as always you can follow us on on twitter uh to, to stay up to date at switch the envelope or hit up our instagram at switch the envelope
1: and uh yeah so one in particular. we love it when you interact with us we will hit you back we will send out some funny comedy some funny memes some funny non-memes some you know whatever i don't know it's yeah. it's
0: late We'll see you on the internet. <laughs> uh, big thank you to everybody who submitted a, a question. Uh, we love you. Thank you for, uh, for contributing to tonight's show. Yeah, if it weren't for you, you know, we, we wouldn't, you know, we'd be just doing this for ourselves. And so we appreciate every single one of you. Um, tell a friend, you know, let's let's have a party and talk about movies. Right?
1: Sexy. That was a sexy one. That was yeah. a very sexy outro. I loved it. Yeah. The music is probably playing right now. If it's not, uh, I mess up somewhere. So, uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week for another Switch the Envelope Presents Innovations.
0: See you later, Switches.
1: The following is a Rifflaff Production.